Hello and welcome back to Radio Galari. My name is Matty J and joining me today, we are chatting with a very special guest. First elected in 2010 as federal member for Haslack uh, and making history as the uh, first Indigenous Affairs uh, Minister. And it's now actually changed to Minister for Indigenous Australians. I'm speaking today to the Honourable Ken Wyatt. Thank you uh, very much for joining me in the studio today. Matty J, it's great to be with you. I hope the weather's better up there than what it is in Perth. We've uh, got absolutely lovely weather up here. Um, I'm curious, uh, let's let's launch straight into it. How's your week been since you first heard you received the top job? Actually, it's been extremely busy, and I spent two days with the leadership with my new agency talking about the raft of programs that they are responsible for, some of the uh, directional thinking that we need to consider over the forward months and the opportunities that we can create and build on. And I also talked about the real need for real partnership with our people. Yes, I've been hearing um, a bit of that since you've moved into the top position now, that uh, a lot of your work is going to involve um, actually getting on the ground and talking to the, the people on the ground affected by this, most notably um, Aboriginal people and organisations directly. Is, is that what's going to be guiding you over the next three years? It will be, because we have to co-design things. Uh, we have to sit and have the conversations and talk about what are the opportunities, what are the commitments, and what are we prepared to put our shoulder to the wheel on. Yeah, and I guess you're really going to hear from the mob actually on the ground some of the best ways to, to deal with it, or at least a real down-to-earth idea of what's actually happening to people. Well, when, when I've been involved with the Kimberley Suicide Roundtables, what I've heard uh, from individuals is the work they're doing at the community level to try and protect young people, although every now and again they fail with one or two. But the genuine commitment to make a difference at the local level uh, has been powerful, and that's why I want to take an approach that we look at what are the local solutions. I don't want a program that says one size fits all and everybody has to do it this way. In talking with the department, I, want, I said to them, I need, we need to look at, yes, nationwide programs, but how do we work with communities to make our programs work more effectively that is meaningful and real to them? Um, I wanted to check with you as well. You did mention that um, the name has actually changed, so it's uh, no longer the Minister for Indigenous Affairs. It's now the Minister for Indigenous Australians. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I, what I like about it is it takes it away from affairs or issues to our people. Prime Minister Morrison is genuinely committed to Indigenous Australians. And it was his suggestion that we talk about the people, not the business. And if we talk about the people, we are more likely to focus on making a difference for people on the ground. Okay, yeah. So it's it's sort of um, symbolic in a way, but it's changing the mindset by the sounds of it. So you're not looking at, at Aboriginal people as issues, you're looking at Aboriginal people as as Australian. Or a unique people whose cultural history is embedded in 65,000 years and they have to be considered in the context of how we move forward as a nation and it's not about dividing uh, the rest of Australians and our people, it's about looking at all of the opportunities of that absolute engagement in say educational pathways, job opportunities, uh, careers in areas that we'd never dreamed of. It, See, I was a country kid. I grew up in a place called Corrigan. 
Now, if somebody had said to me when I was a skinny-ankled, little skinny kid that I would end up in the parliament in this role, I would have said, no, no way, it's not possible. Australia's never going to be ready for it and they won't accept it. But we can. We can take those steps. And whilst we remain attached to our community, sometimes we need to step out of our community in order to affect change on a broader basis for our people. I once talked to one of your leaders in the Kimberley um, region, and he made a comment about skilling people to get jobs locally. And I said, no, no, why are you doing that? Why can't we skill our kids to be great in the regions, great in the state, great in Australia? Great everywhere, yeah. And great overseas if they want to go overseas. And I look at people like Rochelle Hume, who started off as a young woman who now sits in the corporate structure of Chevron, uh, playing a great leadership role in many fronts. So we had the capability and capacity. And kids right around this country have the same opportunity, both in music, sport and whatever. Do you feel like there's extra pressure on you to succeed in this role as a Minister for Indigenous Australians, being the first Indigenous Minister to hold a Cabinet position? The expectations are huge uh, from our people. If I fail, uh, then that failure will be magnified. But more importantly, it's those who will expect me to perform miracles, and that's not going to be possible. Um, We have to look at things pragmatically. In other words, what's practical that will work? What resources have we already got there? What do I need to fight for in the future? So we're going to have to do some planning, and that's why I want to walk with the leadership to talk about How do we use what we've got to the best we can to build the evidence that additional resources will make a difference on a greater basis than what they've achieved in their local area? So, for example, Kimberley Aboriginal Medical Service is doing a great job. But what happens if they demonstrated they can achieve greater outcomes with the existing resources? Then I can go back and say, right, they're doing it there, why don't we build their capacity to be greater across a greater region? So you've got a pretty good working relationship with uh, Linda Burney. As you go along, do you think you're going to be quite bipartisan? Is by being bipartisan quite important with dealing with Indigenous issues coming up? We have to be bipartisan. This is about our people, uh, that our parliament on both sides, on, on three sides, should settle their, any differences and say, right, this outcome will make a difference, so we will walk and work together. Linda has been a long-time friend in um, our early days in education. She was in New South Wales. I was WA and Patrick Dodson. I have the greatest respect for uh, his leadership in so many areas, has been exemplary. and We've shared and supported each other in different ways. Uh, we've acknowledged the achievements, but we've acknowledged our differences. Malandiri, uh, we talk frequently. We don't isolate on the basis of politics. And in fact, Warren Snowden and Pat and I used to meet once a fortnight when Parliament had double sittings, and I would share with them um, the work that I'd done or the directions I was setting in Aboriginal health and They were great conversations, and a couple of times they raised issues with me which I 
considered and uh, put into place because it is the sharing of ideas that is premised on a better outcome for our people that will make a difference. Yeah, it's quite uh, refreshing and really good to hear that um, you've got that approach. And I've been hearing quite a lot that that walking together to make these outcomes a possibility because, of course, what you mentioned before, you've got a lot of pressure on you in this role, but you're not going to be able to perform miracles. No, and I do, and look, in the past, I have found that where I have walked with others, our collective wisdom, our collective skills and knowledge have made a difference on the ground. When I did the 99-year leases uh, for the Aboriginal Lands Trust and I worked with Ernie, uh, I was given the task of putting into place 16 99-year leases, um, and that was my target. At the end of 18 months, by working with individuals and with communities, we had about 104 99-year leases in the place that Ernie Bridges, Minister, handed over to Aboriginal communities. So we far exceeded what government had set for us, and I only achieved that because I worked with elders, I worked with community leaders, and I worked with professionals who gave me the support to enable that to happen because there was no enabling legislation for the 99-year leases other than the Aboriginal Affairs Planning Authority Act. All right, so moving forward, over the next three years, what are the main things that you plan to work on um, in your role? Well, I certainly want to look at jobs and job creation and job opportunities, including the way we use programs to create those employment pathways. Education is absolutely critical, and I want to see more of our young people remaining at school and continuing through to at least the end of year uh, 12 because you are in a better position to make better choices uh, based on your education. Uh, Certainly an increase in the number of our people in universities and graduating and going into jobs not just in our own communities but into mainstream uh, at the levels I talked about. I want to focus on reducing Indigenous suicide. I'm going to be working very closely with Minister Greg Hunt and the Prime Minister on this issue and ultimately... Uh, working on improvements across a number of areas, including recognition within the Constitution uh, when our nation is ready to do it. That's Yeah, that's quite a, um, an issue as well that people have been wanting addressed address for, for some time is that constitutional recognition. So um, at this point, it's, it's in progress still? Yes, it is. And what we've got to do is have discussions with as many people as possible, tell our story as to why it's important, tell our story that we are not usurping what has always been there for every Australian and like the 67 referendum by telling the stories people walked with us and we had that incredible vote because I don't want to see it fail if it fails it'll sit on a shelf for another 20 30 years okay so it's about making sure that we're ready because it will come down to another referendum for this uh, for this to be sorted won't it it will be, and, you, and for a referendum, we need the majority of states and territories supporting it and the majority of Australians. So we've got a double hit there, but we also need our people to support it as well. So we've got a triple. All right. Uh, well, I've just got a couple more questions for you. So you've, you've had your week um, of, I'm sure a lot of people have been uh, getting interviews from you and congratulating you, but once all that quietens down, well, what's the first thing you're going to do? When are you in Parliament next? Uh, we we reconvene on 1 July, so the first week of July Parliament sits again, but I've got my second Cabinet meeting 
next week. So I'll be sitting at the table uh, contributing to the discussions and debate. Uh, but equally, uh, my other step has been talking with other ministers about how I want to work with them to look at programs that are important in the lives of our people and how we can identify key areas that we have common interest in and we can join together to make a difference. And um, meeting Indigenous leadership, sorry, as well. Will your position as Minister for Indigenous Australians, will it ever involve things like um, what the issues going on now with the National Anthem and stuff like that? Well, I want to focus on the more important issues that impact on daily lives. We can change the words of a song, but what difference will that make in the long term to outcomes that we need at the community level? Um, and some of the words that people have raised are of concern, but uh, I want to focus on those things that will make a difference in the lives of our people and our children for the future so that they are in a stronger place than where they are now. Thank you very much, Honourable Ken Wyatt, for joining us today. Are there any sort of final words you wanted to get out there to any mob listening up here in the Kimberleys, in the Broome area? Matty J, what we've got to do that is important to all of us is if we have our differences let's yarn about them but more importantly let's walk together to make a difference because if we do it on number and we have commonality in what we're striving to achieve that we can convince governments at all levels to become part of then we will make a difference on the ground.